Hello. Happy November for us. <laughs> it is it is November. It is November. Yeah, Most your rent is due or your mortgage is due, I should say. It is. You've got a thing on your eye. Mm-mm. Is that oh maybe it's just that's just a glare. It's just a glare from my um water welling up in the corner of my eye because I'm just so happy to see you. Oh yay. You know? You're just you're just so highly moisturized uh-huh. right now, just, right over there. I just haven't like talked to you since you announced your engagement. I feel like oh. you've changed as a friend. <laughs> Ever since you released your book, you just haven't been the same. You've changed. <laughs> It's true. Fame changes people. Oh my god. Okay. Whatever, Kim. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to One for the Table. I'm your host, Kim Chi. <laughs> and I'm John Kang. <laughs> and John is currently on a book tour. I am. It is my first tour ever. And our goal is to um outsell Britney's memoir. <laughs> I don't think that is ever going to happen. But <laughs> you never know, you know, you got to manifest these ideas. Not after like all the juicy stuff that is like apparently in there. Have you read it? You got some juicy recipes in there. I do have juicy recipes, but I don't have anything as juicy as like the BS that Justin was up to at the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is not having a good week. No. But also, as he shouldn't. No, justice for Britney and Janet. And he should not. And he should not the hell with him and all these like news are reporting like justin timberlake not too happy about bernie's memoir i'm like i mean why would he be happy right he shouldn't be happy about that he should be ashamed of himself but also i feel like if you're going to be that shameless i don't think he would have done half the things he did you know very true like some people are just sociopaths yeah yeah or just like and he sounds like fame rotted Mm -hmm. anyway it's been really nice being in New York. Oh, I have to tell you about like the things that I've been eating, but also like the show that I went to. Um, oh, yes. I want to hear everything. Um, for starting with the book signing, how was it for you? I've done a couple of book signings now. So I was at the Barnes & Noble in New- Union Square where I had like a little chit chat with Eric Kim and I signed a bunch of books and I met a bunch of people, which is cool to like, you know, see, actually like see physical actual people behind like the followers and stuff it's just really i don't know it's really special i don't remember i don't know if you knew the remember the first time that you it happened to you but i was just like wow these are like all all real people and they all like have been touched in some way by like my work enough that they would actually come take time out of their day to come see me and that is crazy to me because I wouldn't. <laughs> but you know, so I feel like, like, do you have like imposter syndrome? Probably. At the same time, it's like, it, it's, I would rather have it than not. Because like, what yeah. is the opposite of that? Like complete, like completely delusional. Oblivious. Yeah, oblivious like, and delusional. I yeah, everything yeah. I own. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I did one at the Barnes and Noble and then I did, Two pop-ups, one at Bonnie's, which is a Cantonese restaurant, Cantonese American restaurant. Delicious. Have you been? Yes, oh I have. Oh my god. It delicious. Incredible. It was easier for me to do a book tour stop there than it was for me to get a reservation. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it is incredible. Like Calvin is amazing. What did you eat? Do you remember? We I basically ordered the entire menu because um I brought two friends of mine um that had a very strong appetite for life. Oh god. Yeah, so we ordered everything and basically shared everything. Um I remember there was like a pasta dish. I think it was like a fermented tofu cacio pepper. Yeah, that was really good. They sent that out. Yes. Yes, that was good. I I like and, and they they also sent out their like tasu McRib. Um, yeah, that was really good. They put a candle on it to congratulate me. It was so good. But like my favorite thing there was actually like the stir fried chow, uh, chow fun, the, the rice rolls. Mm, yes. Yes. I got those. Oh my those God. are very good. The, like that is how you fucking use a walk. Like that is yeah. so, that was so, so, so good. Um, I saw a cafe Maddie there 
she's a food YouTuber, and she ordered a chicken dish that I was like, I need to get that next time because I didn't get that one. If you can get a reservation. If I can get a reservation. <laughs> well, he's writing a book, so I'll be at his party. I'm going to try mm. to be at his party. I don't even know how I got a reservation there when I went because it was like during Pride. Damn. No one is eating at Pride during Pride. You know, you're absolutely right. Maybe Pride is the time Pride to go. Pride is the time to go. <laughs> um, and then tonight, uh, I'm going to do a pop-up at Pecking House, which is a fried chicken joint. And we're going to do <gasps> fried chicken sandwiches from my book <gasps> and uh, vegan sa- fried chicken sandwiches, which is like oyster mushroom sandwiches from my book. Um, and <gasps> then as like, the little special thing that we're going to do is furikake crinkle cut fries. Which is not in my book, but it, it is like a special thing oh. that I asked that we could do. What kind of dipping sauce will these free cocky fries be served with? Um, I thought I think they'll do like a bunch of like chili oils, maybe like a mayonnaise. Hopefully, maybe we can do a curry mayonnaise, curry mayo. Mm. Um, obviously ketchup and mustard, Hopefully like a vinegar of some type, type two. Just depending on what they have around. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's gonna be fun. But I go straight from that pop-up to the airport. What? Yeah, so... So basically, you're going to be getting on the flight. I'm smelling like fried food. Yeah. You know, you'll be fine. It's a flight to SF. Oh, that's a long flight. <laughs> I mean, your face for sure is going to be greasy. Yeah. I'm going to bring like... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get there early enough. So like my flight mm-hmm. is... At 10, the flight leaves at 10 p.m. I think they board probably like 9.30 or something like that. Um, I'm going to be there at 5, at the pop-up at 5. Hopefully, I'll have some time to go into the lounge and just like wash my face, maybe change my shirt or something. Um, Yeah. Just so I don't have to be all completely gross while I'm in at the airport. (laughs) But yeah, I I leave at 10 and I land in SF at like 1 p.m. Oh, no, at 1 a.m., and then I oh do, my god! Yeah, and then I do an event that afternoon. Well, crazy! Now you know what life is like. Yeah, you know, tour life is hard. People think touring and you know traveling. You know, they think it's like so glamorous. It's like wow, you get to go to these cool places, but most of your time is spent at the airport. Yep. Um, and then by the time you land, you're just like exhausted, yep. and last thing you want to do is like. You know, like, go out, <laughs> go out, or like put on pounds of makeup and then go see hundreds of people. Right, right. <laughs> it's wild. And like the crazy thing is, like, you know, we have friends and stuff, and they're like, oh, you're in town. You should come visit. We can go like out and stuff at night. Yeah. And I'm just like, there is, there is no way that I'm going to, to, to do it. Like, 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 uh, mm-hmm. don't you? Dosha was like, well, mm-hmm. you can, you know, you know, just take a pill. You'll be fine and stuff. Come out with us. Come dancing. I'm just like, <laughs> I have two more cities after this. <laughs> I can't do it. But also YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> I know, especially like when I get to town and like places where I have a lot of friends, they're like, oh, let's go grab dinner before your gig. And I'm like, I can't go to dinner, eat a full meal, like get off a flight, right. go to dinner, eat a full meal. And then go perform. And then get in drag. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then. Like, my body's just, I mean, some people, I'm sure, can do it. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I can't eat a big meal before I get in drag. No. Nor, yeah. like, you know, just be that active, like, before I work. And also, like, <laughs> people also, and, and the people, and the chances that you do get to be taken out, like, here in New York, everyone's like, oh, where do you want to go? We can go this, go mm-hmm. here on this night, and then here on this night, and here on this night. And it's like, I can't eat out like that every night for a week. Like I've got two mm-hmm. pop-ups, one at a fried chicken place, one at a really nice Cantonese restaurant. If the rest of my time is spent just eating like light stuff, like salads and sashimi, I'll probably be okay. But like mm-hmm. if you're doing this for two weeks, you can't eat poorly. Like it, you need energy and you need to feel healthy and you need like... You need an immune system that can fight all of like the germs that are brought in by all the people and places you're going to. At least you're like in um, big cities where there's like a lot of good options, like all times. Oh yeah, for you know? sure. You're, there's no sashimi in like mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere. I remember the best you can do is probably like a Starbucks egg bite. Yeah, totally. 
I remember, I forgot which city it was. Oh, I mean, there's plenty of cities like that. But I landed at 10 p.m., which is, like, not too crazy, you know? And by the time I got my luggage and everything, it was, like, 10.30. And it was, like, an hour drive to, like, wherever my destination was. And I was, like, really hungry because I didn't eat dinner. Like, I barely ate lunch. Um, And I was like, is there any, like, food places we can stop at? And I was like, oh, there's no restaurants that are open. Damn. I'm like, okay, even fast food, I'll settle for fast food. And it's like, no, the fast food is closed, too. Oh, what the hell? Nothing. So then I was like, okay, maybe hotel will have room service or at least, like, some snacks. You know, they'd sell the front. No, they had nothing. I was like, oh, my God. I'm a starving artist. <laughs> so skinny. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, I opened up a delivery app. No places that would deliver. I'm just like, why is it so hard to find like nourishment? Yeah. You know, I'm not even asking, like expecting like a nice, beautiful salad. Right. At that but, point, you're, you know. you'll accept McNuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that being said, another, though, I, I went to an omakase place. Um, mm. that was pretty much a couple of blocks away from my hotel. I was just walking around, didn't know anything about it. It looked so interesting that I just like knocked on their door and was like, do you have any seats available? And they were like, actually the second seating is happening in like 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, okay I'll, I'll wait. And this place is called Shen, Shenpi Omakase. The guy's Chinese. And it's just like one guy making mm-hmm. this all for like, I'm, I'm counting in my head, one, two, three. I think there might be like eight or ten seats. So he was making a set course omakase for like ten people, maybe twelve, by himself. Mm-hmm. And it was it totally reminded me of like the dinners and the stuff that I used to do. Like it was just a guy who like obviously really, really, really loves food, really loves sushi and Japanese omakase and is passionate about it. And so like because it wasn't like a super polished operation. So for example, like they played the same generic piano track over and over again. <laughs> it was on repeat. Uh, like a lot of his sashi- a lot of his sashimi slices were like pre-cut as they were coursed mm-hmm. out, I noticed, which is like he doesn't cut it from a block because he doesn't have time to do it by himself. So he was pretty efficient. Yeah. Um, but the things were like really wildly creative. Um I don't think anything that he served was a complete miss, but there were some that mm-hmm. were really, really interesting. Um, and it was a dinner, and it was an omakase dinner in New York. Mind you, sixteen courses, uh, sixteen pieces um, for two hundred bucks. I feel like a lot of those omakase places are becoming really popular in New York because last time I was there, actually, I went to two different omakase. Yeah, there was like a. Similar situation, and both restaurants um, only seats about like ten to twelve people, and there was like one or two person working, mm-hmm. um, which I guess like New York is perfect for that because like a lot of these spaces are small, they're small, you know, so they so can't rent that many people anyway, like, and they don't need to have like big kitchens. And yeah, so instead of like charging people, I don't know, like twelve bucks for bowls of noodle and like expecting. To do all this volume, right. just hire, I guess, one sushi, one sushi chef, chef and then have them just like whip out nigiri after nigiri for like, what, 90 bucks? Yeah. And people are happy to pay it. Makes so much sense. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't like the best experience that I ever had, but I think because it was interesting, it was kind of spunky, it was, it had such like a pop up vibe. I like appreciated mm-hmm. that about it. Um, what else? Where else did I eat? Obviously, we talked about Bonnie's Immaculate. That mm-hmm. was definitely the highlight. Um, I went to my friend Dylan LeMay's place for ice cream, the one where he like throws the balls of ice cream at you. It's called Catchin. Unfortunately, it closes mm. this week. So it closed permanently. Yeah. He wants to focus on content Damn. creation and like he was doing more. He was doing a lot more of the management of the business than he thought he would. And then mm. deep down in his heart, he makes videos. So he did this for like okay. a, almost two years and he was like, I'm going to focus on making videos. Mm. Um, but little John loved it so much that he wanted, we, he went back, back like twice. Oh. Yeah. Well, John, little John loves ice cream. He does love ice cream. 
I remember they're just like, um, he never texted me, but the one time he did text me, it was like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? It was just like so <laughs> random and out of the blue. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, where else did we eat? Oh, I went to a pizza place called Stretch Pizza. Um, and that one's really good. They had like a Don Don chicken pizza. That was quite Ooh. nice. Yes. Um, Oh, did you have the Sunday at Bonnie's? Sunday? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I had room for dessert. They have an ice cream Sunday that is like ice cream on top of deep fried milk, Cantonese deep fried milk. That was genius. So good. And then they give you pork floss to put on top of it. Yeah. Sweet and salty moment. Um, I feel like pork floss is like... The next ingredient that the Westerners haven't caught on. Yeah, and the only reason why um, they haven't is because it has a weird name. Pork floss, yeah. yeah. But it's delicious. Even if, if they called it like bacon dust or something like that, that would it would catch oh, yeah. so fast. But like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to do that. Yeah, there are ways to yeah, could you imagine you release bacon dust and then you get canceled right. by <laughs> Right? The Asian food community uh, for colonizing same, pork floss. Yes. You heard it here first. Cancel me. Do it. It's my kink. No, no, you, you actually haven't put this into a product. Yeah, no, but it's an untapped market. It is. It is. And Imagine it's so good. You, like, on release like a, yeah. Imagine you releasing a line of pork floss and you go on Shark Tank. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. Dear Sharks, I'm here to tell you about, all about my pork the floss. The latest craze. Uh huh. <laughs> And all these like white sharks are like, ew, this is disgusting. American never go for this. <laughs> Little do they know. Um, and Lori will be like, I work for a QVC. We can sell millions of these. Yeah. I want 50% of your company for $20. <laughs> do you watch Shark Tank? I watch a lot you of do? Shark Tank. Okay, I don't really. So do. it's like interesting. Oh my do you God. buy the products that you see on there? Not really. But it's like a show that like... When I'm working on the computer um, and things like that, I always like have it in the background mm-hmm. because it's like low stakes watching. Oh, yeah. Because like script the show, like I have to pay attention, but it's a Shark Tank, I could just like have it in the background and just like look up when I'm interested in something. That is dubbed anime for me. Mm. See, I find a lot of dubbed animes to be very cringy. They are, but that's the um, only way that I can like watch them without being focused on the screen all the time. Yeah. Like I will be, I will watch. I will watch a series both. I will switch between them. Like if I have time to sit down and watch anime, I will watch mm-hmm. the sub version. And then if I am like, if I want to just keep going, but I want to do like laundry or wash the dishes at the same time, I'll switch to the dub if they have that available. I, I, it doesn't like ruin my experience. There, sorry to veer off topic for one second. Mm-hmm. There's actually a new anime that um, I am obsessed with. Oh, what's it called? It's called Oshinoko. Oshinoko? Mm-hmm. What's it about? Um, oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where to start. Because um, the first episode is like so impactful and so much happens. But if I tell you like the plot of like the entire series, I basically... Oh, you give it Spoil away. A big surprise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's I I'll, I you take your recommendations seriously, so I will watch it cuz you did you okay. gave me Madoka Magica and it's my favorite series. So. Oh my god. They released trailer for the um next Madoka Magica chapter oh. after ten, It's been 10 years since like the last movie came yeah. out. Um and I guess the new movie's coming out next year. <gasps> oh, the final yay. chapter. Oh, that's exciting. I was like, did I? I didn't even realize it, but did I really wait ten years for the next chapter? Damn! But I am very excited. I can't wait to see like how they spin it because I feel like there's always like an element of like despair, yeah, um, that's associated with like, like the, that, the that cool animation style, and hopelessness, and stuff like that. That is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally know what you mean. Uh Oh, so anyways, I'm back going back to <laughs> food in New York. Yeah. So I did also eat at a place in Hudson Yards, and people do say that the food in general at Hudson Yards is very meh. But I was staying mm-hmm. there at one point in time. I'm not there anymore. But uh, last week I was there, and I went to a, a, a Japanese. I won't name it because I don't have any good things to say about it. But it was like this fancy. It was like in a fancy mall. 
and it was supposed to be mm-hmm. like a fancy Japanese restaurant. Turned out to be just like a trendy one, and like <clears throat> they had a cocktail. First of all, I tried the cocktail. I talk. I had one cocktail, and it was like a smoked or toasted barley, old fashioned. Which I love, like, you know, very cool. I love toasted barley as an ingredient to anything, but I didn't taste any of it. It just tasted like a very meh, old-fashioned. So that wasn't a good start to it. And then, like, I just had their sashimi, (laughs) sashimi omakase, because I was, like, wanting to eat a little bit light. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, it looked like a sashimi lunch special that you could get anywhere else, but for really Mm -hmm. expensive. And then I had... It was a Toro Tartare. Mm-hmm. I think there was caviar on top of it. Ooh. But like, so I was like, oh, that's nice. That's cool. I love me some of this. And so it was like a minced Toro with like a layer of caviar on top of it. But they didn't give you anything to eat it with. So it was just like mush and like mush? Like it was just mush and mush and they gave you a spoon. And I was, I literally like, and I made sure. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Does this get served with anything? And that's like a big red flag already. Like if you have to ask, like, mm-hmm. are you serving this how you intended it? Like you're not giving me any kind of like textural, flavoral difference, nothing to kind of like mute anything, no bread, no chips, no... It's literally like, here's the expensive ingredient on the spoon. Exactly. And so I was like, I literally... It, it tasted fine. Did it have gold flakes on it too? I mean, I, it was really dark. I did try to take mm-hmm. photos, but it was just like, eh, it doesn't like, you know, it does the place no flavor favors to post a photo mm-hmm. like that. So I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, it was like, what the hell? Because <laughs> when I eat tartare with anything, I'm not just yeah. spooning this like minced meat into my, I want yeah. at least like, like a grilled. Give me some like chopped green onions yeah, or like anything, a little, little thing of rice, yeah. you know, oh, rice would have been so good with that. Rice would have been excellent mm-hmm. with that. But like, I would have loved like a grilled sourdough or even like I've seen tartare served with really, really nicely made, uh, hand cut potato chips or taro chips. Mm-hmm. I think taro chips would be or really even nice. Like seaweed. seaweed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was not it was not the move. That place was just disappointing overall. Um and you know what I think is the most overrated item at any Japanese restaurant? What? This is gonna be a brave yet controversial opinion. Hamachi crudo. <laughs> yeah. Like it's good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It is great. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of like become like a lazy appetizer. The pad thai, yeah. The pad thai mm-hmm. of sashimi, yeah, you know? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love pad thais too, but like, you know exactly what I'm referring when I you say. Know, I definitely was enjoying hamachi crudo maybe like 12, 13 years ago. And now I just see mm-hmm. it like everywhere, even at non Japanese restaurants. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. I always have like that little slice of jalapeno on top. Yes. <laughs> With like some. Like some ponzu, yeah, like some ponzu hot, but it's sauce. the same anywhere you get it from, you know? It is. It tastes the same. And maybe some microgreens if they're like extra fancy. Right. If you were going to pay like $30 for it. Eight slices yeah. of fish with microgreens, ponzu, and a jalapeno on top. Like, it's not a bad dish, but you can tell if somebody put it on there, they're trying to make money and phone it in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what my least favorite item at um su- Japanese sushi restaurant oh, what? is? Again, if you like this, that's totally okay. I just personally hate it. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. But I, you know, I completely get why people like it. I appreciate you. Your, you know, taste is valid. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a bad dish by any means. It's just not for me. Crispy rice tuna. Mmm. Um, is it the, that like Nobu style? Like, yeah, but I guess like Nobu is like the one like who made it popular, yeah. and now every like sushi restaurant serves yeah. it. It's like where they take like patties of rice and then they like fry it in oil. It's like a huge it, like, brick of oily rice. It's a huge brick with yeah. some fatty fish on top. Like that's mm-hmm. too much. Like usually like spicy tuna yeah. or something. But first, the rice part is really, the rice soaked up so you much can, oil like, and literally it's really dense. feel the oil seep out of that rice when you bite into yes. it. And the thing is, there's no really good way to make it. They should just air yep. fry it, honestly. Honestly, or even like, 
Or, you know, like nurungji, you know, like the crispy rice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, there's just a lot of ways to like achieve like crispy texture. Yeah. But to me, like oil-soaked, dense, heavy patty is not it for me. Yeah, agreed. And a lot of people like always order and they're like, oh, come on, try one. And I'm like, I'm really good. Yeah. I really like, I don't want to be rude about yeah. it. <laughs> like I'd say, because it's so rich, it makes you too full to enjoy like food that you actually like too. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a friend it's like who starting with a short it, you know, rib. like yes. I'm like I have a friend who always gets it, and you know, like order whatever and eat you. But every time he orders it, he's like, "Try one, come on, just try one." So finally, I had to like, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I hate this dish. <laughs> I don't want to eat it. If you love it, just have uh, it. Funny. You know, like stop trying to get me to eat this dish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my fix for that is. I think we've spoken about this before, but not really on the mm-hmm. podcast, but Canadian sushi pizza. Oh, yeah. It is the same thing, except instead of like mm-hmm. fatty tuna, it's usually slices of like uh, salmon, sashimi. Mm. Um, and the crust is a fried rice crust, but I think it's like lightly fried or pan seared first. So it's more mm-hmm. crunchy. There's no oil on the inside rice part and it's thin. So there's not too much rice. There is more fish than rice. And that is the ratio that makes it super, super enjoyable. The other way around this like crispy rice thing, um, it's just mm-hmm. like tons and tons of like deep fried rice with mm-hmm. a tiny bit of fish on top. And that's just like not... No, at that point, I'd rather yeah. just eat like a, you know, like salmon don or something. Right, you know, exactly. Like soft, fluffy yes. rice with like fish and top. Yes. Oh, I also went to a Japanese steakhouse. Um, I forgot what. You've been eating nothing but Japanese all week. <laughs> I did. I did. It because like I was in the mood for like some decent ikura and uni, and the person that I was going mm-hmm. with does not like sushi. So mm-hmm. going to a Japanese steakhouse where they had really good beef and steak options Mm. and I could eat like fish. Um, Like Japanese is generally like my default when I travel and I don't want to like eat too much rich food. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did an omakase, I did the steakhouse. Yeah, and I did a shitty Japanese restaurant. Uh, But this was over the past two weeks. Um, Speaking of sushi restaurants, did you hear um, about the... Australian lady opening up a sushi restaurant in New York City and people are trying to cancel her. Yeah, well, I don't understand why. Um, I heard about it, she was like a, but I don't understand like what the deal is. Because she's like a white woman, um, I guess trying to like make a sushi business. But I guess like the sushi she was making is Australian style. Uh-huh. And if you've been to Australia, um, the sushi there is almost like a street food. Yeah. You know, like airports in the streets, you get like a big thick roll, you know, like filled it like avocado yeah. or like fried shrimp. Yeah. And it's like two, three dollars a roll and you get like two, three of them. Um, it's, it's kind of like, it's, I mean, it is sushi, mm-hmm. but it's different. Same you know, with like Chinese style. food in Australia. It's not the same over there either. Mm-hmm. Like even if you see like their dim sims, they're like dumplings, like they're huge. They're like three bite monsters. Um, yeah. And they're not, it's fine. Chinese people make them. And it wasn't like she was like taking the sushi and calling it like, oh, this is the better sushi, like superior sushi, you know? Yeah. You know, she was just a woman yeah. starting a business, you know, putting rice and seaweed yeah. and putting different ingredients in. Like, I, I don't understand, especially in America, gatekeeping sushi mm-hmm. seems a little bit redundant to me considering the fact that like, in most of the sushi restaurants in the United States, they are not Japanese people who are cooking. Yeah, they're it. Korean or Chinese they're owned. Korean or Chinese owned, or they're Hispanic. Like mm-hmm. they're not they're not all Japanese. In fact, most of them aren't. So what's yeah. the difference? Like why y'all mad? You know, America's like a melting pot of culture, you know? At what point does gatekeeping become you know, just like clout chasing. It's, it's honestly just people who are, they are angry about something that might have happened to them in the past and they are doing this instead of going to therapy. 
They are, it is a lot of it is misplaced anger. There are some practices that are closed and they should mm-hmm. remain closed, but I'm sorry, sushi is not a closed practice. You cannot be, you cannot talk about like a cultural food that came out of a imperialistic country that literally took over a huge chunk of Asia and like imparted their culture onto other people, other countries and then say, oh no, only Japanese people can do this now. Sorry, <laughs> you don't get to say that. Sure. If this woman wants to put some rice and roll it up and sell it, you know, yeah, in New York City, like literally, <laughs> like there was even like the 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 Chinese restaurant called Lucky Lee's that closed down. They said that Chinese takeout and like Chinese American food was icky and yucky and full of unhealthy shit. They oh, got canceled God. and they should have been. But like, if this, I I don't know, like, again, I don't know the background, but if this lady is literally just like living her life and being like, hey, this is how we do it in Australia, where I come from, Mm -hmm. work. But I guess there's like a twist after this whole like cancel saga. Mm -hmm. So the main person that was like trying to like rile them up and like cancel this lady. Yeah. um, People, of course, like dug up like dirt about him. Mm -hmm. So it was a guy that tried to cancel her. Yeah. Okay. And they discovered like dirt about him after the news broke out. Like a lot of people in support for this lady, mm-hmm. all like rallied up and showed up for her. Mm-hmm. And I guess her sushi sold out. Oh, good. Well, so good for her. Do it. Woman-owned businesses. Women-owned businesses. Doing one in New York is rough, but we should take a break. BRB. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so I looked it up um, while we were on a break. Okay, so I guess it was like the l- person that called out um, the lady yeah. was actually a chef. Uh-huh. And I guess he's Puerto Rican. Uh. And people found out um, he opened up a Puerto Rican izakaya. Uh. And yet he was calling out this woman for... A white woman what? opening up a sushi restaurant. <laughs> I. You can't. <laughs> wow, you can't. You can't write something like that. People wouldn't believe it. I. How tone deaf. <laughs> how like. What a lack of self awareness that you would feel comfortable going for somebody like that mm-hmm. when you're doing the exact same thing. Also, you know, if you're a chef, you know how hard it is to open up a restaurant in this right. economy. Right. Let alone a woman. Of course, like his tweets are like, if you can't see the problem, you are part of the problem. Um, You know, just like using all these like words, but yeah, like they don't mean, you, you don't even know what that means. You can't even if like you can- explain it. If you can't see the problem, you are a problem. Well, what if you can see the problem? Then you're going to see two problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that is... That's great. That's that's amazing. Uh, Pop back to New York City restaurants. Have you been to Zuzu? No. I went there for dinner one time I was in New York, and it was so good. Yeah. Eastern Mediterranean food. Okay. Um, but the best thing there was, was their dessert. Mm-hmm. It was like this lemon, like sorbet thing. Yeah. Drizzled with olive oil. Ooh. I, yeah. Keep but going. this olive oil good. was so good and so fragrant. Oh, shit. Yeah. That like we had to ask for more olive oil. Like I've never tasted olive oil like that delicious in my life. Like this olive oil was. Did you ask about it? Like where is it from? What kind of olive oil was it? Like how did they make it? In retrospect, I should have, but I was just like blown away by how good this olive oil. Was. Okay. Because <laughs> like, like there's so many different kinds of olive oil that like I would be so curious. Like what country did it come from? Like how how it was the process? Cold pressed or hot pressed or whatever. Um. Because there are olive oil can be very, very good. This olive oil, I would say, it was probably one of like one of the best olive oil I've had in my life. 
Mm. God, I didn't know olive oil could be like that tasty. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a chance, you should go to Zuzu's and get this lemon mm. dessert thing because it's so well, good. Next time. I won't have time to go today or this trip, but mm-hmm. I will definitely keep it in mind for the next trip. The last thing that I will talk about eating in New York was obviously the bagels. Yes, yes. the bagels. Um, so when I was staying in Hudson Yards, I went to the new Russ and Daughters location. And admittedly, their bagels are just fine. Mm-hmm. But Russ and Daughters is known for their um, their salmon and their lox. I think I think it's, it's, it's called lox. Yeah, lox. Um, they like make the best lox in the city, and it was so good. Like not overly salty, very fragrant. Goes great on even just like an okay bagel. Um, and then I had a matzo ball soup while I was there, and that was mm. also very delicious. And then when I, when we moved over to um, Park Avenue South, uh, Little John was staying with me here and we had like a little ritual. We kept going to the same bagel place over and over again that was like down the street. It was called Bagels and Schmear. Their bagels in the morning are quite good. They're not as good as Baz's bagels. I think that's on the Lower East Side and that's still like mm-hmm. my favorite place to go right now. Um but their bagels were super good with like, I liked it with my, my little jalapeno schmear. How much cream cheese did they put in the bagel? Because that really matters. They put, I would say enough. Like, like it's not to the point where you leave teeth marks when mm-hmm. you bite it down. But like, if they put just a tiny bit more, it would. So mm-hmm. like, it's a good amount. It's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like a tiny little like, it, 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 it's not a brush of schmear. It's a, it's a good plop. Mm. Have we seen this guy on TikTok that screams respect to schmear and um, bagel businesses? Why? No, no. And this guy, she just goes to like bagel restaurants and then orders like bagels with like extra extra cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he always like yells at like the person who's making a bagel to like respect the schmear, respect the schmear, and I'm like, no, oh, they God. respect the schmear. Um, Why don't you like respect workers? <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like, like right, you, you like uh, cream cheese, we get it. You know, you love bagels with yeah. a lot of cream cheese, but like, frankly, when I'm going to a down. bagel shop, I'm not going for just the schmear. That is only like. I want to say a quarter of the reason why I'm there. I'm there mm-hmm. for the bagel and I want to be able to taste and feel the bagel. Um, However, I did go to a bagel shop in LA. Oh, really? Um, and they just opened up in Cape Town. So I guess during What's the it pandemic, called? it's called Calic Bagel. Mm-hmm. C-A-L-I-C. And I guess they're trying to create like an LA like style of bagel. Because like, oh. you know, Interesting. So they're I trying something try new. Yeah. And the bagels are made with sourdough. Okay. I've seen sourdough bagels done well before. Yeah. And they give you so much cream cheese because the whole idea is you're supposed to like rip the bagel and then like dip the ripped pieces like into the cream cheese and eat it. Okay. And even like one of like their um like standard bagel comes with so much cream cheese to the point where the cream cheese is thicker than the bagel. Oh my god! And then they give you honey to like drizzle over the bagel. Wow, that sounds very like not LA. <laughs> I know, but I guess like eating eating think, bagel like, is period is not LA. You know, eating bagel period is like I think when people tell me like LA bagels, I take I think about people like scooping bagels, like scooping the insides out Inside of bagels. Out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's or an LA like, bagel to me. Some like gluten free bagel, free, or, right? Or like the new thing they like to say, um, <laughs> blessed grains. Blessed. I don't. Grains. I don't know what that means, but I don't know. It sounds. I rotten. saw it on a menu somewhere, but I'm like, what the hell is a blessed grain? <laughs> God. I just feel like they're just like looking uh, for like new words to like. <laughs> totally. Totally. They're saying it probably in like in a really people. Uh, the person who like made up blessed grains definitely set, like greets people like hi hi how are you they have their hands mm-hmm. together like, uh-huh. oh, oh my god it's so like, to see you. we love to manifest nothing but good vibes here yes. and you know like i feel like people that don't live in la you know you see all these like joke 
you know, videos about people act like this. As someone no. who lives in LA, people are actually like this here. People act like they that. actually are. Yes. I have had Zoom meetings with like directors and producers from LA, and it, it I thought I was being punked at multiple look. They're wearing they're wearing the prayer beads. They're mm-hmm. definitely greeting with their hands together. Their their hair is scraggly. They look like they just got back from yoga, even though it's like <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like and they've been in the office all day. Like it's it's a thing, and it's a little triggering. When they do the namaste hands uh-huh. for no reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but anyways, bagels. Uh, we also had, you know, uh, the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, breakfast sandwiches while we're here. On a Very bagel. New York of you. Mm-hmm. With a crappy cup of coffee. Like, I love that. See, I'm always like in a dilemma when we're going to New York bagel shop because I just want like a bagel with cream cheese, but then also those like bacon, egg, and cheese, like... Bagel God, moments also that. sound delicious. That is but I don't want like, two bagels. Right. That's why you have to just like... Get a partner and share it? Is that what you're trying to say? I was going to say just like have a spot <laughs> during your stay there. And just like be a regular there for the length of your stay. <laughs> but if you wanted to take it there, you can do that too. <laughs> Poor me! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like we didn't like venture out to other bagel shops. We found one place that had bagels that we really liked, and we just like, and they recognized us by like the third time. It was they're like, oh, you, you facts are back here. <laughs> you facts are back. <laughs> um, so the the last thing I want to talk about on this about this trip was has nothing to do with food, but it is something that I know that you have to experience. It is a show. It was an off-Broadway musical called Titanic. Oh, I've seen like clips of it um, online. It is amazing. Okay, so picture this. It is a Celine Dion jukebox musical parody. Sold, sold. In which she narrates and takes us through James Cameron's Titanic as somebody who was there and retells her version of the story. That sounds amazing. It was incredible. Like the set, everything from, everything was so scrappy. Everything was so scrappy. And like the writing was just like, the writing was just seemed like it came from like, I don't know, two grad students, musical theater, very talented musical theater, grad students who were just like fucking around. Like some of the jokes were so dumb, but so, so funny. Um, and they do like, they do pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to talk about anything that they actually did because I don't want to give any of it away because all of it is so random, but so funny. But like on top of all of that, the singing performances were so good. Like they took this really funny this brilliantly funny but at the admittedly like dumb concept and they put like broadway level singing chops and music production and musical arrangements of these Celine Dion songs oh. like it was so so good and the talent that was singing it the the woman who played Celine Dion the, the like some there's so many good voices in that show i was just blown away. My face hurt because I was smiling so much. Damn. My face just, my, my, my like mouth was sore because I was smiling so much and like laughing just so much and cheering. It was such, it was such a fun time. Oh my gosh. Titanic. If you're in New York, you gotta see it. And uh, definitely it's a small theater, so you could get away with like sitting in the back and having a good time. But like I sat like right front, middle, center, and it was very interactive for me. Okay. <laughs> and, and so much fun. If um, yo, you didn't notice about me, I love Celine Dion. I know yes. every single one of her songs. And yes, every single one. Yep. Including there the were one some deep in. cuts in there. Okay. There was definitely a Barbara Streisand. There was a Tell Him duet. Okay. 
and er, and then it goes even early, early, early. Like it's good. Um, back before um I was in Drag Race in Chicago drag scene, we all love Celine Dion so much that we do like Celine Dion nights. Oh, where all the queens like perform Celine Dion songs. Um, I don't want to tell you about what I did in them because it would get me canceled now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but there were definitely some um less than politically correct um moments there. Uh, Drag was like, so different back then before it could be filmed like that, though. Yeah, nowadays I feel like people are just like looking for reasons to cancel drag queen, you know? Yeah, but back then drag was like fun, silly. Drag, drag was like an alternative, like legit performance art. Well, it is still, but like, you know, we sound there like was those, an like, era. We sound like those like old people that are like, comedy is not the same anymore. You can't make it's, jokes about anything anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We do sound like that. We do sound like that. But, you know, at this, during that time, drag was also like outrageous on its own. Mm-hmm. So people were just being crazy about it. It's true. Like, okay, I will tell you one of the performances that I did. Okay. Um, I, do we, do we, no. huh? And you, you, you tell me to. whether it needs to be like edited out or not. Okay. And I'll tell you one of the milder one. <laughs> okay. 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 So do you remember um the Asian nurse that was um, infected with Ebola? Oh Nancy my Fem? God. Yeah. So, um, I dressed as her, um, <laughs> in the performance, I was, like, um, laying in, like, a hospital bed, dying, but then, um, <laughs> and then the sound bits of, like, her getting better, you know, from, like, the news, mm-hmm. um, and it went to Celine Dion's I'm Alive. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, and, and one of the things that, like, you know, like the media like love to show us, um, she reunited with her dog after like she got better. So yeah, um, I reunited my stuffed dog. <laughs> at the end of the performance. <laughs> but it was like off okay. the moment pop culture. It was, it was off the moment. It was pop culture, and also like it was a happy ending anyway. So yeah. it's not like it wasn't like an overly dark theme, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was also the same um, that show. Was, that actually wasn't that bad at all. I don't think a lot of people like realize now that that used to be like the thing for like it used to be so much more pop culture and of the time as opposed to just like serving a look and like a um, or a quick change. And or nowadays, a reveal. like doing pop culture is like throwing a ponytail and performing on Ariana Grande. You know? Yes. Yes. No. Like it. And I think Chicago drag was really good about that. Was like when they do like they performed like you y'all performed the news. Yeah, yeah. Although um, I saw a really fun drag performance. Um, I forgot which queen it was. Um, but it was like for like a Halloween show, and she comes out uh, dressed as Michael Myers from Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into. Um, give me, give me more, mm-hmm. and she like takes her mask and like all of her like clothes off. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's Britney Spears with the knives. Oh, <gasps> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, see, I was hoping that that would happen. Like we all, <laughs> I, I, I was really hoping that somebody would do that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, see, I love performance like that. You know, just yeah. like, yeah, clever. Mm-hmm. Clever and punny. Yeah. Oh, the Indian show, that was also the same show, another queen um, put in douche water before a performance and then let the douche water out on stage oh, God. Um, while performing Celine Dion's Cause I'm your lady squirt. <laughs> oh, drag. Drag. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. That's awful. Oh, Willem is in it. Willem is in Titanic. Oh, I think Willem and also Rosé, I think, was on it too. Nice. Yeah, they're great singing queens, so... Yeah, they they both can sing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't born with, like, a lick of singing talent, so... Yeah. I did think about taking um, vocal lessons, 
just to um not embarrass myself at karaoke's like i want to just like master one song so when i go to karaoke i can just like just like one song out yes like this is my song yeah no that is that i feel like that is like something that people i don't think anybody does it but like if anybody were to do it like i was like Mm -hmm. yeah totally own that because karaoke is fun but karaoke mm -hmm. is also a lot of fun when like you can sing yeah. Yeah. Like, like you don't want to be the professional singer at karaoke where everyone's like just like okay, we get it. You're really really good. But you want to be able to be good enough where you're, you're everyone's just like having fun with you. Yeah, exactly. And the way that you do that is if you're like a pretty good singer or you've got mm-hmm. a lot a lot of energy or you're Filipino. I mean, they're just like karaoke is like a full contest sport over there. You don't you don't want to <laughs> around like the minute that you hear like somebody start saying singing like Beyonce's "Listen," you know it's over. Somebody's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Listen and also um, stand up for love. Yes, that's mm-hmm. also another like um, great singer karaoke song. <laughs> yeah, my dream is to to be able to control my voice and vocal tones, mm-hmm. so I can sing "Endless Love" by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Oh. With both voices. With both voices. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. I don't you need no do partner to sing this duet. <laughs> you should totally do it. You should do it. That would be fun. And then right. we could go to karaoke. Any listeners out there, if you're a vocal teacher, um, hit me up. Yeah, because you could do that over Zoom now, huh? I guess, yeah. Yeah. People just me that. and my apartment just belting out endless love. Yeah, well... We've sung, we've screamed songs in your apartment before. I mean, we've sung a lot of neighbors. songs. Yes. In the car too. Yeah, in the car too. And the entire Celine Dion discography for your birthday. And um, nowadays it's clarity. <laughs> yes, clarity. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't care who you are. When clarity comes on. It's a happy y- song. You're bopping. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you could be it's a music a, snob and be like, yeah. ew, this music is gay, bitch. But no. at the same time, like, you're still happy. Like, yes. it's just, yeah. Especially when the Forget beat it. drops. Yes. Why are you my Okay. Anyways. Uh, anyways, I think this is probably a good place to stop. Is it? I don't know. I could go on. I could sing oh, more. Could you? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome Maybe to our karaoke podcast lessons. featuring Kim oh, Chi and John Kong. I am your oh, host, God. Kim Chi. <laughs> Stop it. We're going to alienate our five listeners. Oh my God, we have way more than that. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. I mean, if you keep saying those things, people are going to think that we actually only have five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, you know what's really funny, and we still don't have any advertisers. <laughs> oh, we don't. We don't. Should we like make fa- fake advertising to make it seem like like we're have been cool? No, because that's totally giving like rem- you know like those people, those influencers on Instagram who like are so obviously not doing a brand deal, but they tag the brand anyway. Uh huh. And, and they, like, so it you, looks like they got the brand deals. Like, no, we, I, I know you just bought this one outfit at Nike, and mm-hmm. they're not going to do anything. They're not going to say that you're not because it's still free advertising for them. But mm-hmm. like, it's still, it's, that, it's kind of desperate. Yeah, we're we're better than that. But anyways, um, if you ever need to talk to anyone, and when you're down and about, um. <laughs> you, <laughs> Use this service. Mm. Did you want to learn a new language? (laughs) Only speaking one language gets you down. Well, sign up and download this app. What was it? And use my code. Rosetta Stone? Is it Rosetta Stone? Babel. 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 Babel, better help, and pretty litter. Come on. Oh my God. I've I've done posts for um, two of those brands that you mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and I, and I well, appreciate it. We're, we definitely are not going to get anything from NordVPN because I did a parody. <laughs> oh, I actually use NordVPN. Do you really? Yeah. Am I not supposed to? I mean, no. I mean, like, yeah. You t- it's great because... Um, I just don't know anybody who does. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's great. Um, The world of possibility that opens up for you when you use NordVPN. For example... um. American Netflix doesn't have shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on my iPad, um, I pop on NordVPN and I change my setting to like Korea or Canada, and you'll see way more shows that really? like wasn't on American Netflix. Yeah, it's because of licensing stuff, huh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh my god, I'm giving them free advertisement right now. Exactly. It was like, see, we're good at this, you guys. We're so good at this. <laughs> You need us to sell a meal kit? I'll figure out a way. I'll legitimize you, if anything. (laughs) No, but also, we will not accept a gig if we don't team this, um, you know? Like, we don't just accept everything. No. You know, I've learned my lesson from the past where (laughs) I just said yes without thinking about it, and then... um, Oh, it didn't go over so well. (laughs) But at the same time, it would would be nice to get an offer that we could say no to. (laughs) <laughs> but but we appreciate every um gig that comes to us. It is true. It is true. Um especially this day and age where um like a lot of corporates are you know, they're trying to like stay away from like the LGBT like Q plus LGBTQIA plus like content creators, you know? Like I actually had a friend who was supposed to do this like big thing with Target Pride. Mm-hmm. And because of like all this like backlash from the right wings, they just cut everything. Yeah, um, they it really it. is just like ruining it for everybody. I was also talking to another like friend of mine um, mm-hmm. here in New York, and they are a they're black, and they've been saying how like they have very very strongly noticed the lack of opportunities compared to like the previous few years like this this year in particular mm-hmm. and i was saying like how i was noticing the same thing where it's like I'll t- it, like we are t- we can notice that i feel like the companies are like kind of like easing up on their quote diversity train and it is very noticeable to the people that they were approaching before because they wanted to look good and now i think it's like these companies are you're like y'all are in danger of looking like you're like doing like well we did our good thing you yep. don't have to talk to them anymore if you look at um our posts from the past you'll see these creators yep yep it's very apparent so not just lgbt but black creators as well and i'm sure mm-hmm. like asian creators too because they're gonna blame it the recession and then they're gonna go back to their old ways unless we say something about it or unless sure people take notice it's like hmm we that's cared why, a lot about this two years ago. Yeah, that's why we love and appreciate brands, um, you know, that take care of us, you know, even after, like, you work with them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I will be heading off to San Francisco tonight. Well, by the time this airs, where would I be by the time this probably airs? Probably LA. Yes, I will be in Los Angeles Actually, when um, this comes out. Uh, this comes out on Monday, so actually, um, yeah. if you're listening to this on the day this podcast is launched, on Tuesday, John has his book signing. I do. You remembered. It, yes. I mean, I'm planning, I was planning on coming, so. Oh, yay! I mean, like, you think I'm not going to come when you're in LA? Yeah, I thought you would. You came to the club when I was in Ann Arbor. I did, and I brought conies. And you don't even go to the club. I don't go to those clubs. Especially at midnight on a weekend. Yeah. And your book signing is from 5 to, is it 7 or 8? Tuesday, the 7th of November. Actually, I've got two. I've got two events on Tuesday. At 10 a.m., I'm doing a collab with Bodega Park. And I think that is in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to make my Mapo Tofu Kimchi Jjigae. Oh. Yep. And I'll be I love signing books there. Too. Yeah. I'll be there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m., um, I will be at Second Home with the Korean Vegan. 
Um, and I'll be doing a book signing and a talk there with Joanne, and it will it'll be it'll be super fun. It'll be yeah. from is it five to eight? Seven to nine. We will see you there. Yeah, I'm making it sound like it's my event. John will see you there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, you know what? Bother Kim if you see her there too. No, don't bother me. Please do. Bring her something to sign. Also, um, Rotten Tomatoes and Spoiled Eggs are allowed. Uh, In case you want to shower no. John with some love. Uh, you, can't, you can't do eggs because um, Joanne's going to be on stage too and she's vegan. So That's okay. We can aim at you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that is our time. So I will see you in L.A. next. And hopefully I'll see a lot of you listeners in LA next too. And if you have a listener questions, don't forget to submit it to our Instagram. One for the table. That is number one. And then for the table. I am Kimchi. And that was Sean. Peace out. Bye.